As we begin today, we are thinking about what it looks like to look toward the future. Every time we look toward the future, it's always helpful to look back, to remember, to see all the things that had happened in the past. And that's what we're going to do today. So if you have your Bible with you, we're looking at Joshua, which is in the Old Testament, one of the few books early on into the Old Testament, one of the uh, historical books that Joshua is going to help us to understand how the children of Israel look back to see all that God was doing so that they could go forward. It's going to be a, an illustration for us. It's going to allow us to remember and to also see what God is doing. So I hope you have your Bible with you today. I hope as you gather around and be able to see what God is going to teach us, we look at Joshua, the fourth chapter. It's a long chapter. We're not going to read all the chapter, but we're going to be able just to look at the context of all of it says and be able to put together some of the principles that it teaches us from this chapter. Of course, you might recall that Joshua is going to be following after Moses. Moses is no longer in the scene. He is selected through the Lord, has selected Joshua to be the leader of the children of Israel. And now they are moving forward. We find ourselves in this fourth chapter of the book of Joshua, where the children of Israel are coming out of bondage. They're coming out of this time of wandering in the wilderness. And now they're going to be going over the Jordan River. And he tells us some great things about that. If we were to pick up reading in this fourth chapter, we would recognize immediately that he tells them to go into the Jordan. So here's the setting of Joshua chapter four. So Joshua tells all of Israel. Now, there's a lot of people, right? Matter of fact, the only number we get out of this is 40,000 fighting men who go over first. Then all the people follow them. The Jordan is overflowing its banks. The water is high. There's no way to get across the river. Yet Joshua knows that the Lord is with them. So he tells the men, these 12 among them and others, to get the Ark of the Covenant, and they're going to carry it into the Jordan River. As they put their foot into the Jordan, the waters part, just like the Red Sea. Matter of fact, it references that, just like the children of Israel came out of bondage by seeing walking through the Red Sea. Here, Joshua says, you're going into the promised land by walking across the Jordan. And to do that, we're going to walk across on dry land. And to do that, God is going to roll back the water. And that's what we see in Joshua chapter 4. We see as those who are carrying the Ark of the Covenant step into the water, the water stops and pushes back so now all of Israel can walk across the Jordan River that's been overflowing its banks on dry land. And that's what this tells us in Joshua chapter 4. As they are going across, what happens is Joshua then chooses 12 men out of the group, one from each of the tribes, to go into the water and to get a stone, a memorial stone. They're going to use this stone. He's going to use this stone later on in this chapter to build an altar, to build a memorial to the Lord. That's one of the things that we've got to remember about God's people. God's people have to remember the things that God has done. Remembering sometimes is hard to do, right? To be able to remember things that's going on around us. There's an illustration that's told about these four golfers, Tim and Fred and Bill and Harry, and they'd been golfing together for a long time. The one thing great about Harry was that he could see the ball when they hit it. He could watch it and tell them where it was going to go. The other three couldn't do that. But then Harry passed away. And they missed him so much 
So as they were golfing together, not only did they miss his presence, they missed the fact that now no one could see the flight of the ball. So they went to the golf pro and they said, hey, we, we need a, uh, another guy to come along with us who can see where the ball is going to go. So they got a guy by the name of George. First day out, they're on the golf course and they hit the ball and they look at George. George, can you see where it's going? And for all three of them, he could see the ball as it was taking off. And then they got in the golf carts and said, okay, George, take us where the ball. And he looked at them and he said, I can't remember where they are. Well, that's one of the things that's really hard to do, right? That's remembering what God has done. So that's what we're going to look at in this passage, trying to remember, because as humans, it is so easy for us to forget things that are going on around us. It is so for easy for us to get all the things that God has done for us. Well, that's what Joshua is teaching us as we look at chapter 4, the understanding that there is a time of remembering what God has done. We must remember that. So if you have your Bible, we're going to look for a couple of verses here in Joshua 4. Verse 6 says, This may be a sign among you that when your children ask in time to come, what do these stones mean to you? Then you will tell them, that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it passed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off, so these stones will be to the people of Israel a memorial forever. It's a reminder so that they can remember what God has done. We need that kind of reminder. So in this context, he tells these 12 men who are part of the 12 tribes to get the stone so that he can build this memorial altar for them. And what does it do? It's a reminder of how God has been engaged with them on a personal basis. He wanted the children of Israel and their families to recognize that God was engaged with them personally. It was a personal experience. Now, you've had those. You have things in your life that you remember. You remember special people, right? People that have helped you in your life. Maybe it's a a pastor or a youth pastor or a teacher in school or someone in your family who had a very special relationship with you to help you engage with life. And so these memorial stones that they wanted to remember was the fact that, that in this engagement of their experience, there were, there were things they needed to remember that had that personal connection, whether it could be a, a person that you might remember or an experience that you have gone through. And you look back in your life and you remember specific experiences that made such an impact into your life or your family, a, a birth of a child. A death of a family member, something that's gone on in your vocation, or all those things that you might remember as experiences that are personal into your life, and they bring back a flood of memories. It could be places. It could be a certain place you and your family would go on vacation or a certain place that you would go to spend time with your spouse. All those things that that remind us of the personal encounters And here in Joshua chapter 4, he wants the people to remember that they had a personal encounter with God. I hope you remember your personal encounter with Christ today. That moment where your life was transformed by his love and by his grace and by his mercy. And we see that in this passage. The second thing we look at is not only remembering the personal encounter, but remembering the faith that they want to share with the families. That's what he tells them here in this sixth verse. When your children ask. 
So the faith of their family was very important, right? The building of that faith in our families is very important. In verse 22 and 23 of this same chapter, he says, Then you shall let your children know Israel passed over this Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan. See, the faith of our families are being built as we recall all that God has done for us in the past, how God has worked in our lives, as God has brought people in their lives and experiences in their lives and places in our lives. We use that as the foundation to build so that our families grow in their faith, grow in their relationship, growing their understanding that God is the one who is at work. That allows us to look to the future. That allows us to see what is coming our direction. Even as we've walked through these days of uncertainty here around us, we've been able to look to the future because of what we've seen God do in the past. As a church, we've been able to look to the future because what God has done in our church in the past. And we go forward with that in mind. And we go forward with that in our families. Another part of what we would say is, this understanding of, of remembering what God has done is not just about building the faith of the families, but it really is a billboard to the lost world around us. It's so that the world around us can look and see what God has done. We remember, we recall, we talk about it. We talk about our experiences. We talk about our personal relationship with Christ and how our lives have been transformed so that others might see that. In Joshua chapter 4, the very last verse of his chapter, he makes this statement. So that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty, that they may fear the Lord your God forever. Now, I hope you'll take a moment and read that verse again, because that verse really is the foundational piece of what he is talking about. Why would they remember all that God has done? Why would they remember this moment when they go into the, into the promised land over the Jordan? It is for this purpose, our purpose, so that they became a billboard for the, the nations around them. Oh, I wish we had time to look at all of Joshua to realize that, that even in Joshua chapter 5, the other nations around them, the other countries, the other armies immediately heard of all that God had done. And I think that's true for us as a church, as individuals, as we recall as God works in our life and we talk about it, we spread that news, we let people know about it. It is because the Lord is at work. So look at that verse again. So that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. Joshua wanted the world to know of what God had done. And we want the world to know of what God has done as we remember the past now, another huge part of just remembering the past is moving us to renewing the commitment for the future, the commitment that we had before God. Let's step back for a moment and think about this passage. They were going across the Jordan. The Ark of the Covenant was down in the water that led the water to part, and that Ark of the Covenant represented God. 
It was the understanding that God himself was upon that Ark of the Covenant. It represented who God is and everything about him. It had to do with the presence of God. It had to do with the very purpose of God. It had to do with the power of God. And the Ark of the Covenant was there in order to represent God. And inside that Ark of the Covenant was the law. It was the justice of God. But on top of that Ark of the Covenant was the mercy seat of God. So the Ark itself represents the justice of God and the mercy of God. And that's true today for us. We don't look at an Ark of the Covenant. We look back and we see that the Ark really represented Christ for us. That Christ became the one who took the law upon himself and be able to accomplish all those things because of his death on the cross. So we look back and we look at an empty cross. We look at an empty grave so that we might recognize the justice of God against sin, but the mercy of God for us. Why would we do that? So that we might move forward so that we may move forward in a way of recognizing the mighty hand of God upon our life and we might renew our commitment to him. And that's our call today. That's our call as a church as we move forward, as we go into a new season, as we look ahead of all the things. But that's your call. How do you go forward in all the things of life? You do it with a new commitment to the Lord, a new commitment to what he has said and done in your life. You remember your salvation. You remember how he has worked in your life, but you look forward to what God is doing and you look forward to how he is still at work. You know, as I read Joshua chapter 4, and I do hope that you'll go back and read it. I do hope that you'll spend time with your family looking over all these verses because it's a great story. It's a great historical fact of how God's people recognized what God had done in the past to go to the future. And we need that so very much. You know, one of the things about this passage of Scripture that comes out so well, that when they came across the Jordan... And when they came over to Gilgad, and here was Joshua building this memorial out of these 12 stones. And those who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant came up out of the water. You know what happened? All the water came rushing back. Well, it really simply means that the Israelites couldn't go back. They had made a way forward. God had opened it up and there was a new future in front of them. There was a new excitement about what God was going to do, who he is, and how he was going to work. And I so hope that you see that new excitement, that the Lord has worked in your life and he is still at work. And and you can't go back. There's things that, that have happened in your life you can't go back and change. There are things that God has done that he might not do again, but the future in front of us, his promise his presence, his power that we see not in an ark, but in Christ and Christ alone. That's what gives you a future. That's what allows you to have hope like you've never had before. If you do not have that hope in Christ, our hope would be that you would recognize that he is drawing you to himself. His love, his mercy is for you. The death on the cross is for you. The resurrection breaks sin and death for you. And that's what we look forward to, the hope that we find in Christ and in Christ alone. Let's pray together as we conclude. Father, thank you for your love to us. Thank you that we can look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. 
Thank you that we look to him for the future that is bright before us, not because of us, but because of Christ in us. In his name we pray. Amen.